Please join me in directing the attention of your hearts and minds to God's word for us in Philippians 4. We read verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Did you catch the command word used in the first verse read? It's the first and last words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. It sounds like the apostle not only directs us, but expects us to be joyful on a regular basis. Are we to be happy Christians 24-7? But isn't that asking a bit much? Didn't the man realize that believers, like you and me, would have legitimate problems that cause unhappiness, a bad day, a bad week, maybe something worse? Didn't he get that? Yeah, Paul got that. As a person who lived his own version of it. When he wrote these words to a persecuted group of believers, he himself was persecuted under house arrest as a prisoner of the Roman government for nearly two years of his life. Basically, the man lost his freedom simply because he was doing the job Jesus gave him to do. More often than not, when he carried out out that important work of proclaiming the gospel, someone was there to push back reject him along with Christ, and make his life difficult on a level far greater than what you and I face in the course of a normal day. It seems that Paul himself had his own good reasons, at least from the human point of view, to be unhappy, and yet he took a far different approach with his problems. He took them to God. He practiced what he preached. Be anxious for nothing, he tells us, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. It is God, of course, who wants all of you to have permanent happiness, everlasting joy, something which is never based on how much fun you have or how many activities you can pack into a week. It's not based on a fulfilling career or occupation one day, or how many things we can possess and put into our homes. True happiness, as God wants you to have it, is supposed to endure no matter what the earthly circumstances you are facing. That includes all the negative things in life, which you can divide into two categories. There are little problems, And there are big ones. The little problems in life are manageable, more or less. We learn to push through them, get past them, with Christian joy 
intact, or at least recovered. The big problems, on the other hand, are quite daunting, with these three at the top of the list. The guilt and condemnation of your sin, which gives way to the finality of death, and if there's no Savior in the mix, the judgment of hell, a prison sentence we all deserve to get. These are very real exterminators of happiness because left on our own, we we are desperately unable to do anything about them. Thankfully, there is a Savior who carried out some good news for us. Jesus removed the guilt of your sin by going to the cross for you. Jesus gave us victory over death by rising from the dead for us. He eliminated the punishment of hell by taking that, all of it, in your place. These big problems are resolved decisively in Christ, and that includes the power of Satan. As for the smaller things that do challenge us and tempt us, we get to hand them off to the Lord. Of course, if you fail to do that, you do contribute to your own worry, regret, and sadness. On the other hand, we can follow Paul's example as we pray, give thanks to God in all circumstances, and learn to relax in the calming confidence that the all-caring, all-capable God has it all covered. The more you focus on the sure basis of permanent joy, the more you actually learn and carry out a rejoicing in the Lord always. The key to that are three words. Rejoice in the Lord. Now verse 4 has verse 7 as a very good explanation of that, how that can be. We hear these words often after the pastor says them following the sermon. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God's peace to you is essentially his forgiveness of all your sins. It's more than a statement of fact on God's part. It's also his power at work within you. God guarding the faith and the joy that he put into your heart and your mind. When you have the assurance that God has forgiven all of your sins because of Christ, that's the foundation for the only kind of joy that does not fade. When God claims you as his child and treats you as such, making you the constant attention of of his love and care, then the joy can go from one day to the next. Add to that the hope of heaven as our final glorious destination and this joy will not end. Also, when you have God to turn to in the event of any crisis, you can be joyful in the middle of that crisis. This is all part and parcel of what God has decreed in Philippians 4, God's gift that he causes to come true for us, your own everlasting joy in Christ. So yes, Paul can say it, and mean it, and live it, and so can we. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice.
Amen. We close our worship with the singing of hymn 50, all stanzas, hymn 50.